Welcome to this 30-minute yin-yang yoga class for neck and shoulder pain relief. We'll do 15 minutes of yin, three-minute holds, and then we'll do 15 minutes of hatha. I'm Melissa, your clear-seeing yoga guide, and together we are real yoga for real people who are dedicated to a daily heartfelt yoga practice. We're going to start with supported fish pose and hold it for three minutes. So you want to find an appropriate edge, soften and be still so that you can stay for a while. So you may wonder why a chest opener for a, a class on neck and shoulder pain relief. And I find that one of the biggest culprits for neck pain is that rounded posture that creates tension up the neck. So opening the chest is one of the best ways to relieve neck pain. So we're gonna let time and gravity do all the work here. Remember that this is real yoga for real people. And the truth is that not everybody can do every yoga posture. Some yin yoga poses will be difficult, if not impossible for you. And this is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be accepted. This is why I offer alternatives and poses. And this pose, you could lower the blocks, you could come onto a bolster. Also remember, it's not about what the pose looks like, but what the pose feels like. We're not Instagram models. We're not taking pictures for this. So if you're feeling it, you're doing it. And remember the intention of the pose. I have to share a little story with you here. One of the, the uh, one of my Instagram reels, there, it's doing the best. I almost didn't post it because I just thought I looked like such a train wreck in it. Like, I don't know, it was just, I think I was just getting over COVID and I was all puffy. My, my hair didn't look that good. I didn't have that much makeup on. I wasn't feeling that good that day. But everybody loved it so much because I just look so real. So, you know, real yoga for real people. We, we really just, people just want us to be real more than be Instagram models these days anyways. So remember to focus on the sensations in your body, not the outward appearance of it. And in this pose, we really want to feel just this opening of the the pecs here, the, the, that's where we want to feel the stress of the tissue here. Okay, so you're going to bend your knees, tuck your chin, you can either roll to your side or come up. It's always a little bit of a tricky one to get out of. And you're going to rest back to feel the flow of chi here. You can check in with your neck and your shoulders here. And our next pose is going to be heart melting pose. 
My favorite way to do this pose lately is with a chair. You could also use blocks or you could just do it on the floor. I'm going to show it with the chair. So you take a chair, you come to your mat and you place your elbows on the, I like using my elbows on the chair. We're going to be in this pose for three minutes. And it's really important to choose an appropriate edge here because you are going to be in this pose for three minutes and we're stressing the tissues around the joints of our body. So tuck the tailbone under, lengthen back. We're feeling that right into the armpits. So stress is the force that we apply to our tissue and stretch is the resulting elongation of tissue under stress, if any. So many times yoga students talk about wanting a stretch when I think what they really want is flexibility, which is pain-free range of motion of a joint. Flexibility is how much we can move. Mobility is the ability to move fluidly with ease and coordination. So mobility is how well we can move. Now, if we apply too little stress to our tissues, then they atrophy and they become fragile and they fail us. So a healthy amount of stress to our tissues keeps them strong. It releases anti-inflammatory cytokines, cytokines, and it also reduces matrix-degrading enzymes. So putting stress on our tissues is very supportive. And if we refrain from appropriate stress in our body, we create fragility in our body. Helps to have a smile on your face. Keep that tailbone tucked under. We've got about 40 seconds left in this pose. Breathe. And then very gently, because you've been in this pose for a while and it's quite intense, we're going to make our way out of this pose. And we're going to rest back on the floor so that you can receive that posture, integrate that posture.
Okay, and then we're gonna come back up onto all fours this time. And we're going to do broken wing pose, which again gets into that upper chest, which if you've got neck and shoulder pain, so it, if this is all tight, it tightens this and comes up here and it really gets into the neck and the shoulders, it makes this all like this. But if we can really open the chest, the whole thing can drop and settle into place. So that's why we're gonna have to do broken wing pose. So you're gonna start on all fours. We're gonna walk to the left. Lower your right hips down, take your right arm out to the side and lower down. You're gonna be in this pose for three minutes and you can play with where your arm is so that you are stressing the front of the shoulder there into the chest. So you can lower or lift it to find that appropriate edge so that you soften, you can be still and you can stay for a while. So your upper body has evolved to facilitate the movement of objects. Your shoulder is the most mobile joint in your body. It's not as strong or stable as your hip joint, but it can provide enough stability to carry significant loads and serve as the base for the hands to act as if they were mobile sensory organs. Now we're missing some movements in movement patterns in yoga classes. And you want to try to make up for them um, elsewhere. So for example, we don't hang in yoga classes. So when you're at, when you're going for your walk and you come to the park and there's bars, like jungle gym bars, you can practice hanging and swinging. We don't swing in yoga classes. We also don't do much pulling inward. So those are things that we often do in the gym when we're weightlifting, especially um, when we often you say I did a push day or a pull day. Pull days are more back oriented. So people sometimes ask me, could yoga be my only exercise? It could if you figured out how to incorporate some swinging and hanging and pulling and maybe some cardio too. <laughs> but it generally is not comp totally complete. And so, it, especially when we're talking about our shoulders right now, it doesn't um, add the stress of swinging, hanging and pulling. So we're missing a lot. And if you're looking for somebody to teach you how to introduce that gradually, Katie Bowman's really great for that in her, I think she's, I think she's got a, oh, she's got a book on natural movement. I'm not exactly sure what it's called. Maybe I'll try and add it to the show notes, but she talks, talks to you about how to, you don't want to just start hanging and swinging if you haven't done it ever before. She talks about how to regress and gradually add it. Okay, we're going to do this on the other side before we integrate it. So come on over, back up onto all fours. 
So this time you're going to walk to the right, lower your left hip down. Take your left arm out to the side. Bring your knees up and you can play around with the height of that arm to get into the shoulder joint. And you're going to be here for five minutes, sorry, three minutes. <laughs> Soften and be still. Let time and gravity do all the work. Okay, so you're going to slowly make your way out of broken wing pose. We're going to lie on our back just to receive and integrate the yin portion of this class. Just notice how your shoulders feel, how your neck feels. And then we're going to make our way all the way up to standing. So 
So now we're going to work on the yang or hatha portion of this class. This is where we're going to really work on flexibility, so which is pain-free range of motion through a joint. And flexibility is how much we can move, and mobility is the ability to move fluidly through the joint itself. So we're going to be doing this standing. Okay, standing with your feet underneath your hip bones. And we'll just create a little bounce in our knees so all the joints are soft. It'll help to soften the shoulders. You're going to hold on to your shoulders. You're going to bring your elbows up and around. So let's inhale and exhale. And if you like this portion of this class, of this class, yeah, we have a great class in our membership community, of a 30-minute shoulder mobility one, and the movements in that are like a non-negotiable for me daily. There's some resistance band movements and some myofascial release in there with some props that I don't use on YouTube. So if you're interested in that, uh, members, I can send you a link for that. A lot of members also will make it part of their daily practice non-negotiables too. Um, and if you're not a member, there's a link for the membership also in the um, show notes below. Okay, we're gonna let that go here and you're going to circle the head around in front. one arm up and lower it down so a little bit of side bending in in qigong this is called cherry picking great way to get into the side body but also you can see you're releasing the, your shoulder joint here similar way to in which we did it in um, heart melting pose before with the chair but here you're getting more into the side of the armpit here. A lot of times our arms are just glued to our sides with keyboarding and cooking, everything we do. So it's really nice to just open it all up. And then we can be more intentional about just letting the shoulders go. So you can take one arm up and just drop it down. And use your breath for that too. You can take both arms up and let them go using that strong exhale. take your feet just a little bit wider and you're going to roll your pelvis over your leg bones this is called old man in qigong and you're just going to let your arms swing from side to side i find this is such a great release 
for my shoulders. One of the best, and you can do it anywhere. This is one of the ways that I love releasing my shoulders, old man arms. And then we're going to slowly come up and you're going to stand at the front of your mat and you're going to take a big step back with your right foot. So you step into warrior one. You're going to inhale, open and exhale round. Inhale, open and exhale round. So again, this is really focusing on that area with the chest, pulling the shoulder blades down the back, squeezing them together. Exhale, round. And step forward. You can even do a little shaking in the center. Just really drop the shoulders, get right into the shoulder joints, and then step the left leg back, and then we're going to do the same thing again. You're going to inhale, so draw those shoulder blades down the back together, and exhale around. And step it in, shake those shoulders out again. Shake the shoulders. Okay, and then we're gonna come down onto your stomach. Come down onto your belly. And you're going to just roll your pelvis from side to side. Tuck your right toe under, lift your knee, reach back through your heel. Tuck your left toe under, lift your knee, reach back through your heel. Feel how that makes space in your low back. Bend your right knee, reach around, hold onto your right foot or ankle. Now roll your shoulder back and up, inhale. Exhale, pull your heel away and feel that open up your right shoulder. You're going to slowly lower down and we're going to push up and back into child's pose. If child's pose doesn't work in your body, you can lie on your back with your knees into your chest. In child's pose, you're going to roll your head from side to side to release your neck.
And you're gonna come back down onto your stomach. You're gonna wheel those hips from side to side again, release your low back, tuck your right toes under, lift your knee, reach back through your heel. Tuck your left toes under, lift your knee, reach back through your heel. Feel how spacious and awesome your low back feels. Bend your left knee, reach around, hold onto your foot or your ankle. Roll your left shoulder back and down. Lift, pull your heel away. Feel that opening in your left shoulder. So lower down, you can wiggle your hips again. And then you're gonna push up and back. Either come onto your back for knees to chest or come forward for child's pose again. And you can roll your head from side to side again to release your neck. Okay, so you're going to slowly come up. And then we're going to rest back for Shavasana to receive the whole class. You can have your knees bent and your feet flat on the floor, or you can have your legs out long. Depends on what feels better in your body. Just check in with your neck and shoulders and see if there's less pain. There's been any pain relief, if the shoulders feel more open, the backs of the shoulders feel more connected to the ground, if the neck feels softer. I'm gonna sit up and read you a poem. This poem is called The Knot's Prayer. Please untie the knots in my mind, my heart, and my life. Remove the have-nots, the can-nots, and the do-nots that I have in my mind. Erase the will-nots, may-nots, might-nots that find a home in my heart. Release me from the could-nots, would not and should not that obstruct my life. And most of all, I ask that you remove from my mind, my heart and my life, all of the am nots that I have allowed to hold me back, especially the thought that I am not good enough. So gradually allow your breath to deepen, wiggle your fingers and toes, invite some movement back into your body. You can bend your knees and roll to your side. Slowly make your way up to seated. Thank you so much for joining me for this 30 minute yin yang yoga for neck and shoulder pain relief. Thank you so much for giving this class a thumbs up for subscribing, for sharing it, and putting my neck and shoulders feel so relaxed in the comments. I'm sending you so much love from beautiful British Columbia. 
May your joy be as deep as the ocean. May you be as rooted as the old growth trees in our forest. And may you be as strong as our mountains.